0: Thank you. Welcome to Schmears the Deal. I'm Nick Feynman here with Jake Seawak. Jake, where are we today? We're, we're at Acme.
1: Um, we're at Acme Smoked Fish in Greenpoint, Brooklyn.
0: We are. We were here last week as well. Right. So this is a special two-part episode.
1: Nick so, is currently... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm talking to you from Brooklyn, but when you hear this, I will be in Hong Kong. How's Hong Kong? It's great. I'm at the rug. By the time this comes out, 10 a.m., I'm on a flight from Ho Chi Minh City to Hong Kong.
1: Oh, sounds fun. Sounds very pleasant. Yeah, a
0: lot of bagels on that flight, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm real excited for the smoked salmon experience there. Anyway, we've had a really great time here. We ate some great Sucker's Bagels with a ton of smoked salmon on it. It was really incredible. Thank you to everyone involved with that. So this episode, um, we're going to have the second half of our interview with Richie Schiff, who is the general manager here at ACME, and then we're going to have the great breakfast debate of 2016 which is waffles I'm gonna, versus I'm, pancakes I'm versus French that. toast. Rada- Jake's out of his league already. We know that. It's fine. And um, w- with that, let's uh, let's get right to our interview. This is the second part of our interview which r- with Richie Schiff, the general manager of Acme.
1: Still with Richie Schiff, general manager here. Hello, hello. And we've just opened up <laughs> even more fish. Uh, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what we just tried.
2: So this is a brand new item for us. It's a... Honey maple baked salmon, which is um, starting from our Chilean
0: salmon, it is, and it's a thicker cut than a normal smoked salmon you would see uh, for listeners out there. Well, it's it's also it's hot smoked, so
2: it's not so it's uh, cooked. It's not it's not cured. Well, it is cured, but then it's
0: hot smoked. (laughs) So Jake Jake really loves this product. Like he's he's bowing. He just took a bow.
1: I put a little bit on a cracker it is it's really unbelievably tasty.
2: thank you um so it's it's got a coating of of honey and right. maple and some salt and sugar, and it's hot smoked so and we we put a little extra smoke on it
0: and it really gives it a great color the outside yeah, it's really the color is amazing and also um the smokiness, so the first bite is a little sweet and then once. As it keeps going, it uh, it's really, really amazing, and it's it's a thick cut, which is to me is one of the bigger bigger aspects of it.
2: Yeah, this is, this is something we just developed um, for Costco, and it's going to be there starting this weekend. Um, in the are northeast, we the first to try this right now, you are some of the first non-ACME employees to try this.
1: We're honored. It's so this is pretty cool. The the color is really what's I mean you look at it on the outside and it just has this perfect golden brown outside and then you as soon as you cut into it it has that warm pink salmon interior and the the color is striking. So you think people are going to like this?
0: Yeah, I would say. Although we are definitely smoked salmon aficionados, this people will really like this. Can I ask just a little bit just because we haven't gotten into it as much? What the history behind the Acme Smokehouse is and how you got involved as well. Sure. Um, so in... <laughs> Jake might eat that entire slab.
2: <laughs> help yourself. I would say. In would um, In the early part of the 1900s, in uh, I think 1906, um, a gentleman by the name of Harry Brownstein immigrated to the United States with his family. And, um, and he started his career in New York as a wagon jobber. So at that time there were probably 20 smokehouses in Brooklyn and and probably a few in and a few more in lower Manhattan as well. Mm-hmm. And a jobber would go around to the smokehouses and buy fish. And with a horse-drawn wagon, he would take it to every deli and sell them for, you know, 10 cents a pound this and that right. and whatever. And um and that's what a wagon, jo- you know, a smoke fish jobber was. He had two sons and a daughter um his sons and daughter worked with him and their dream was to open up their own smokehouse and um one of harry's children charlotte brownstein she married ruby caslow who was also a jobber (laughs) and um harry with his sons and son-in-law and daughter they opened up acme in 1954 and, and harry was he, he was older at that point and um they had a few unsuccessful attempts at uh, at opening it at opening smoke their own smokehouse, right. and then uh you know the building that we're in today um in in 1954 when acme smoked fish that was sort of their final attempt and it it's it took and they ended up buying you know more and more Space up and, and down the block. It's still family owned. This still family owned. Fourth generation um, Harry's great grandchildren are the current owners. Actually, generations three and four are currently active wow. in the business.
0: And um, this is the second biggest smoked salmon processing business. Plant in the country is that correct? Right. Behind your well, one in North Carolina, right?
2: right? Our number, the number one is is our plant in North Carolina, which uh, opened about a year ago as just a facility to produce cold smoked salmon. This this facility here produces both cold and hot smoked fish, not only salmon, and we also do um, we do salads here. We also import products, and we uh, we use this as our main distribution hub and fulfillment
1: area. With something so large and so large scale, and we. We saw this when we were downstairs, because you do a great job of of this, is how do you maintain quality control with something so large?
2: So we have have a lot of really good people, and that is one of our biggest assets. So um, our quality control department globally works out of Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Um, So food safety and quality control, R&D, they're all headed out of Brooklyn. But um, we have people in North Carolina weekly. We have people traveling down to Chile regularly. Just as a
0: quality control aspect. Yeah,
2: and we have great people down in those facilities as well. Uh, We didn't talk about Florida, but we also have a a factory in Florida, which is at this point mostly a distribution facility, but we also do produce a lot of um, local specialties down there. So we'll do smoked mahi-mahi. Wow. Um, We do a smoked fish dip with, you know, with. um, Mahi, jalapenos, um white fish. It's if you go down to like Isla Morada and you're sitting at a at a bar eating that that's coming from you you're guys? You're
0: eating smoked fish dip, it's probably coming from our factory <laughs> in Florida. That's amazing. Uh you mentioned this briefly, but just I guess for our curious listeners out there, what is the biggest danger or problems that you can encounter smoking this much fish or bringing processing this much salmon and, and white fish and other things?
2: So the the biggest thing that we have to watch out for, um, is uh is a food safety threat known as listeria which is a, it's a bacteria and
0: and it's taken down a couple of companies recently specifically bluebell creameries and other things in the last year sure
2: yep and the, and you know i know in talking to um you know jenny's ice cream was another one right um you know in talking to a lot of people like that that was their first time really going through it and um you know i'm sure that Every one of those companies is laser focused on it now, and is right. you know is taking um, a lot more food safety measures and spending a lot more money on procuring the right raw materials right. and and tracking and testing and um, you know um, we in North Carolina we have two laboratories we have a we have a lab in the facility and then. Exteriorly, um, we have a, a micro lab that's in our administrative building, not connected to the facility. And we do a ton of testing. Um, uh, you know, that's this is one of the reasons why we opened our own cutting house in Chile is because we have a lot of proven methods that keep a clean environment and clean raw material. And, and, and you want to
0: make sure you had that from the beginning.
2: Exactly. We, we, trust, we trust our own to do the you know the preparation and the cutting and uh which is why you know we're um, gaining a lot of traction as a um as a source for clean fish
1: you can see it the second you step in downstairs you can see that there is a very high level of attention being paid literally to each individual piece of fish it's pretty remarkable
2: yeah um, and also the way I dressed you guys up to come
0: into the factory. I had to wear a beard guard. So did Jake. We're gonna we'll put a selfie up on Instagram. Actually, It probably will be up by the time this airs, as well. But yeah, it's you guys don't mess around. Yeah, it's. uh What did you it's, say it's earlier? Commitment. You always have a hairnet in your pocket just in case. I go home with hairnets in my pocket. I I go home. I <laughs> in my have car like change maybe a pen. Uh, sometimes I'm
2: on the Cross Island Parkway. I look in the rearview mirror and I'm like wondering why people are pointing at me. I'm still wearing a hairnet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what? just for people i guess most people have never been in a smoked salmon processing plant what is something about the smoked salmon process that you wouldn't just know i mean you've gone you gave us sort of a step by step how it goes through but what's like a little trick of the trade or something can you give us that information or is there is there too much
2: i mean it's a pretty simple process um you know i think when i was growing up and you know, as just a a fan of what we you know we used to call it locks in my house, um, and that's a whole nother conversation. We could probably do another. What do you what do you call
0: your it. your big smoking oven again? Um, that so I call that Fort Locks. Amazing. <laughs> we are big. We're big uh, dad humor fans on this show, and that definitely is in that wheelhouse. Yes, that's my um, that's become my catchphrase on any. Um, I
2: try to crowbar it into any. You know, media that I can. <laughs> Makes so, sense. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, I was with Andrew Zimran on his show a couple years, maybe a year ago. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that's when I first said it when we were coming down the
0: elevator in the oven. And uh, he got a big kick out of it. So I, it's, I kept using it. It's, it's pretty good, I will say. Um, yeah, but what is like a, so it's just, it's a simple process, but you guys just do it in a quality way. Is yeah, sort well, of the, yeah, but, you know, growing up, like I, I never knew what it, you
2: know, what is, you know, I'd say, hey, dad, what's lox? And,
0: oh, it's smoked salmon. Little did you know. Right, exactly. <laughs>
2: um, you know, he's a, my dad's a huge fan, um, you know, keeping with your dad humor trend, you know, my dad's a, a doctor in Manhattan, so is my brother and uh you know so he tells people that that he's a surgeon and his son sells
0: his son sells sturgeon so (laughs) so (laughs) it's it's pretty good It's tongue twister it's pretty good uh, uh well thank you so much for having us we basically tried a ton of your smoked salmon on zucker's bagels really delicious thank you for coming i appreciate it i had fun with you guys yeah it's a really good time um well thank you um and with that i think we'll take a little break this is schmears the deal
2: because that's why we really go to the tiger show, right? You don't, you don't go to see somebody be safe with tigers. You go thinking in the back of your mind, like, you might get bit. I'd like to see that in person for $35 if I could. Never seen somebody get bit by a tiger before.
1: Only $35. Welcome back to Schmears the Deal. We have a very special segment that I'm pretty excited about. We're having our uh, first debate
0: on air. Well, I would say this is... I've been calling this the great breakfast debate of 2016, excluding bagels. But I—but I, this stemmed from an argument I got in on Twitter, unfortunately, which I never argue on Twitter. It's a clean place for me, but...
1: So, I'm going to be taking the side of pancakes. You'll be taking the side of waffles, and we're very honored to still have Mr. Schiff around to kindly moderate this debate and make sure Nick doesn't step out of line.
2: Now I'm back to I'm Mr. Schiff
0: now that Mr. I'm Mr. Schiff, yeah, uh, the moderator? moderator. He's sucking up though. That's sort of he knows how to play the crowd.
1: I sensed that. I will say that your hair looks just really <laughs> amazing today. What do you do with it? I see. A little coconut oil? <laughs> it's actually uh
2: it's actually salmon oil.
0: Yeah. He just rolls around and smoke in smoked salmon. That's how, sort of how it how it goes down. All right. Uh, well, Jake really wants to do an opening segment or an opening, I guess, argument in defense of pancakes. All I need to say this. It, all I need to say about waffles is this: you have the normal breakfast foods, and then you have innovation. Waffles are innovation. They are a breakfast food, a batter that could be, you know, a dumb little circle like a pancake. But they have created it so it has its own perfect little syrup reservoir that you can get on each bite. It's very important. It allows you to regulate. It allows it to stay not soggy and keep as much of the syrup as you want or need in it. It's it's far and away. It's just the most advanced. It's not even it's not Jake's trying to get the microphone back. It's not even I'm not even filibustering. It's it's such a advanced version of French toast, which is, we're not, no one's taking French toast side, but I just want to say French toast is literally just a glorified piece of bread, and pancakes are a lesser version of waffles. Don't buy into the hype. Jake?
1: All right. So, I first want to address (laughs) when you said that pancakes are only a dumb circle. That's something I want to address immediately. Pancakes can take any shape, any size. I've seen huge ones. I've seen small ones. I've seen Mickey Mouse pancakes. I've seen like Disney princess pancakes.
0: Are Mickey Mouse pancakes not just a series of circles? It's not just one
1: dumb small circle like you said before. It's, a, it's like our, I can't think of a counterpoint to that immediately, but three, three squares next to each other isn't just a square. The thing about pancakes, they can be crunchy. They can be soft. They can be fluffy. They can be firm. The syrup can be spread out evenly evenly. Across the entire thing, instead of clumps of syrup being in some cells and no syrup being in other cells, and melted butter being in some
2: I f- cells, I find and it hard to to get the the
0: syrup spread evenly on pancakes because you do get saturation points. Yeah, I agree. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa hold on. I'm oh, just okay. saying. Not yeah, just, neutral, I just just <laughs> I just slipped him a twenty under it, twenty <laughs> under the table. I well, the thing, but that's true. It's you can't control the syrup. The whole reason. And we talk about this often on this show about bagels the whole reason to eat any great food is the ratio of sauce to you know the bread and the crunchiness hold on one second hold on one second pancakes you can't regulate that oh, waffles inherent
1: I think you're making my point for me waffles you have sells the things Fall into and it makes it. It's so much more difficult to spread something evenly across a waffle than it is across a pancake. Have you ever tried to take like soft butter and smear it across a waffle? It goes into the first four cells and then it doesn't make it anywhere
0: else. Did you ever consider you're maybe just not qualified to to consume a waffle correctly? If that's your problem,
1: let's be totally upfront here. These are primarily children's food, and children are going to be the main spreaders of syrup, butter, um, whatever your topping is, whoa, 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 whipped cream, et cetera, chocolate, and kids aren't going to, like, meticulously make sure that they, that their toppings avoid falling into certain cells. With a pancake, all you got to do is wipe it across, and it's perfect. With the With the waffle, you have to, like, take your time and make sure that it's evenly distributed, and even then, it's incredibly difficult, and... And I think you can do so much more with the pancake than you can do with the waffle. You can do savory, you can do sweet. With a waffle, it's basically either chicken and waffles or you're you're just like a, a sweet sweet snack.
0: Alright, well just to address that last point, you clearly haven't had any amazing waffle sandwiches. People make sandwiches with waffles with hold on Have with ever had a waffle sandwich? I, I have not, but I've seen some yeah, he's seen lovely I, looking ones. I wanna ask I wanna ask for a clarification. In this debate, because Jake I think just rabbit holed himself. Pigeon holed himself, rabbit hole isn't even a saying. Nope. I was getting excited. Um I think it's important to note that we're not talking we're talking about the best food. We're not talking about the best for children, right? We're not talking this is the highest quality you can get. This is real food. You can't take a children's argument out of this that's bull.
2: But I, I've got a question for you, Nick, on waffles. Where do you see the future of waffles going? Because I, I mean, it, pancakes. Pancakes have I. I do see where where Jake's going with the shapes and the sizes. Waffles, you have a limitation, right? You have a limitation to the iron that you are cooking them on, in theory. But where do you see the future of waffles?
0: Well, I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think that's a. I think the future of waffles is now. I mean I think it's it's a <laughs> nearly perfect product and you can't improve on something that good. Whereas pancakes, you need innovation, you need new things, you need the the gimmickly the gimmicky, horrible Disney crap in order to make it appealing to kids, not not just the quality of the food.
1: I, I think you bring up a very interesting point, Richie, which is that and it is something that I was going to get to, is that the waffle is is only as good as its iron. It's only as good as it's iron. You don't
2: feel like a great batter makes a great waffle? It or does and it
1: butter. doesn't. So I, this is a very strange tangent. I was this close to opening up a food truck that was speciali- specializing in waffles. And I actually feel like I know a very significant amount about waffles, what goes into the batter, etc. A waffle is only, as, is only as good as it's iron. And a pancake you can do anywhere. Like, when we when I was camping in Yellowstone, all you need is a pan.
0: Yeah, but again, we're talking about the best quality, right? I mean, Richie, clarification, please. I don't care if you could make it, it on a campsite. I'm talking about what the best of the best can I be. Thought was,
1: I thought this was just pancakes versus waffles.
0: Well, I mean, clearly we... Well, you Richie... Do a, you do have
1: a point. I thought it was pancakes, waffles as well. So it's,
0: so it's more of a general...
2: But, you know, you're making, you're making a, a point about the equipment. I, I've seen a lot of these pancake bots now and a lot of really interesting designs and colors that people are doing with pancakes like i said uh, gimmicky
0: well you, if you can't stand on the quality quality of the product you need to get gimmicky right
2: it, it, that definitely is gimmicky but great waffles you, no one's mentioning waffle cones here either
0: that's
1: interesting but i have one i have one i have one question one question have you ever been to a restaurant called ihow no it's called ihop
0: yeah, that's I, I I can't believe you're even going in that direction either.
2: I, I I also just wanted to clarify one thing. You you said you were about to open a waffle truck. I'm surprised you weren't going to
1: open a pancake truck. Yeah, it
0: seems like I, I realized I realized I, I was hoping you guys
1: wouldn't go down. There.
0: Well I haven't. Well, the two places I hadn't gone yet is I hadn't gone to the waffle truck and I hadn't gone uh, into the waffle cone area, which is a great great point of. I don't even think I need it though, because it's not even I don't think that counts as a breakfast food as much. We'll leave the waffle cone out of it. I will say I think it's interesting that Jake's mind gravitated towards the waffle truck originally, though
1: I will say that part of it was that all you have to do is shut the iron and there's a high level of convenience and low level of um you don't really have to supervise the cooking process that you just kind of put the batter in the iron
0: that seems like an argument for waffles to me, Richie. I don't know what. A consistent product, repeatable process. Uh, all right, Richard. Those uh, things excite me. I think. I think the <laughs> argument is done. I think the argument is done. What? Make a decision. Who wins? It's. It's very clear to me. There's one item that we talked about that's. Um. That's
2: very versatile. It's. It's. Um. It's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's got depth to. It's amazing. It's got depth to. Um. Its texture
0: <laughs> and its and yeah, its crispiness salmon. and the uh, the item is waffles. Victory. All right. And with that, uh, Richie, thank you so much. Um, I think that's going to do it for us. Um, I'm Nick Feynman. He's Jake Seawalk. He's Richie Schiff. We're at Acme Smokehouse. Thank you so much for having us. It was Um, a lot of fun. Thank you. And like we always say, we'll do better next time.
1: And stay toasty out there.
0: This week's Schmears the Deal is brought to you by Acme Smoked Fish and in association with Team Panther Productions. With special thanks to Dave Chappelle. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Like us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And for more information, please visit shmirsthedeal.com.